is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. It is the Friday before the fateful day on Tuesday. We're going to have a hell of an important election special, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Sunday. This Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Fox News Channel. I hope you'll watch. There'll be a powerful monologue from me followed by a detailed analysis of some of the races and so forth, up-to-date, fresh, on top of it, and then some discussion about what we do. Just so you know, there are currently 37 toss-up districts in the House of Representatives. 37. 31 of those districts are Republican. And they're toss-up. So what could potentially happen here, we'll go through those districts uh, on the Sunday night show, is because Republicans and Trump supporters and conservatives don't turn out in big enough numbers, we could lose a number of these Republican districts that are toss-ups, and then the country will lurch hard left. Can you imagine that? Republicans not showing up, conservatives, Trump supporters not showing up. Quibbling over an issue here or there or laxed for some reason. And we would surrender Republican districts to radical Democrats. The country would lurch hard to the left. And they have promised to destroy Medicare. They have promised to support sanctuary cities and open borders. They have promised to prevent conservatives from being on the bench in the Senate. That is constitutionalists. They have promised to impeach the president. I don't know what of their motivation is necessary. Maxine Waters would be chairman of the finance committee in the House, and she's already threatened to use it like a communist. She's going to go after her enemies. Gerald Nadler, a longtime hardcore Marxist. He will head the Judiciary Committee. Adam Schiff, a longtime demagogue and leaker. What had the House Intelligence Committee? This will affect your life and the future of the country. And here we have results today on Friday. There's not a negative thing going on in this economy. It's all positive. 250,000, a quarter of a million jobs created just in the last quarter. 1,000 manufacturing jobs being created every single day when Obama said it couldn't be done. The lowest Latino unemployment rate in recorded American history. The lowest African-American unemployment rate in recorded history. 3.7% unemployment. When is the last time you heard about that? And the Democrats object to every single policy this president and the Republicans have put in place to get us where we are. They object to every single one. And they promise to reverse course. They want to redo Obama. Obama crisscrossing the country. Hey, that's my economy. Typical lib. Stealing from somebody else. They have promised to raise taxes on individuals. You. They have promised to raise taxes on businesses, including small businesses. You. 
They have promised to unleash the bureaucracy and to prevent what Trump is trying to do in, to, in, in controlling it. Smothering regulations that cost the economy over a trillion dollars a year. This is a choice, ladies and gentlemen. It's a big deal. You want to save your country or not? Now, most of you listening to me are going to vote. So it's not enough. We need four or five people. Florida, I've looked at the numbers now. It is really close. For governor and senator and a number of these House seats. But if the Republicans turn out, if the conservatives turn out, if the Trump supporters turn out, and you may be all those, which is perfectly fine, you will win. And if you don't, you will lose. The left is going to turn out. The Democrats are going to turn out. The issue is whether we are, whether we're going to have enough of our family members and friends and our coworkers and neighbors who think as we do, as vote as we do. That's why I say you have to be your own precinct chairman. You've got to make calls. This is the weekend. This is your weekend to be an activist, to be a Tea Party activist, a Reaganite. A conservative activist, a Trump activist, whatever you want to call it. This is your weekend. This is when the most intense, concentrated campaigning takes place. Now, I was on Hannity last night. Many of you watched, for which we're most grateful. But I gave a statement that went on for what? About six minutes. And I appreciate uh, Sean who allows me to speak. And I've had a lot of reaction to this statement. So I want to play it to you. Not to pat myself on the head. Oh, aren't I great? No. Because I think the message is important. So if you will, raise the volume. Here we go. Cut seven and eight. Go. We missed you a couple of weeks, and we're glad you're back, my friend. Let's talk the election. Thank you. Well, you know what? It's time uh, for we, the people, to stand up for ourselves, for our families, for our faith for our country, for our party, and for our president. You know, the media have interposed themselves in this election, Sean. We're actually fighting the media. We're fighting the Democrats. We're fighting academia. We're fighting Hollywood and all the rest. And 64% of the voters say the press has done more to divide the country. More people think the press has divided the country than the president of the United States. And I'm going to tell you why. The word Hitler is very popular with the press, with Joe Scarborough. The word white supremacy is very popular over there at CNN. The word Stalin's now starting to pick up. They consider those of us who support this president and support an America agenda as Nazis, they referred to us to, as uh, racists, as white supremacists. Every time there's some horrific event, they try and pin it on us, pin it on our president, pin it on our party. It's really time, America, to push back. Enough is enough. We cannot turn any part of this government over to these radical, hardcore Democrats and their mouthpieces in the media. And I want to give you a few examples here. They talk about the president, his tone, and the relationship to violence. The president hasn't caused any violence. When Antifa's out there beating up people, the Marxist militia, the media are very passive, rarely say anything. When Bill Clinton pardoned the FALN terrorists, who murdered murdered four people and injured 44 other people. I don't remember them saying Bill Clinton was contributing to a violent tone in this country when Barack Obama commuted the leader of that organization who never repented. 
I don't remember them bringing that up. When Barack Obama defriended Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn of the Weather Underground and the SDS, the bombers, domestic terrorists, I don't remember anybody talking about him and violence and the tone of violence. Do you? Obama opens an embassy in Cuba, a genocidal police state. He's celebrated. Donald Trump moves our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, and he's attacked by fools like Steve Schmidt over on MSNBC. Now let's talk about immigration briefly. Dwight Eisenhower, he's not considered a white supremacist, is he? He's not considered a racist, is he? Dwight Eisenhower, when he became president of the United States, he created a program called Operation Wetback. That's not me, that was him. Operation Wetback, what was that? He ordered the military to round up 1.3 million illegal aliens and deport them. And that's exactly what he did. And he was supported by the Democrat Party, too. I'll go further. 1960s, Cesar Chavez, the founder of the United Farm Workers Union, he ordered his members at night to watch the southern border and report illegal aliens coming over the border to then the INS. 1969, Chavez, Ralph Abernathy, who'd been the confidant of Martin Luther King in 1969, and Walter Mondale, I don't believe he was a racist, they led protests on the southern border against illegal immigration. I'll go on. The press says Donald Trump is threatening freedom of the press. How so? By calling them out? By challenging them? By exposing them? John Adams, one of our greatest founders, put in place the Sedition Act. The Sedition Act. He actually put some newspapers out of business and put some journalists in prison. Abraham Lincoln put out an executive order. They shut down almost 300 newspapers and put journalists and editors in prison. And not, not only that, the great progressive leader, Woodrow Wilson, he had the Sedition Act of 1918, did the same thing, put some journalists in prison and, prison and some of his opponents. Donald Trump hasn't done anything like this. He's not rounding up illegal immigrants who are in this country by the hundreds of thousands. He's not shutting down newspapers. He's not putting journalists in prison. Yet they refer to him as Hitler and as Stalin. We have this policy where we separate children from their parents who come here illegally, not because we want to put them in cages like Obama did, but because we want to protect these children from coyotes from kidnappers. you got to sort them out and figure out who's who since they're here illegally. And they said, well, he's putting them in internment camps. Actually, it was Franklin Roosevelt who actually put Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent in internment camps. They don't call him Hitler. They don't call him Stalin or anything of the sort. And I'll even go here. They attack our president. They say a womanizer. They bring the Stormy Daniels in front of TV, left and right, left and right. This president has been our president. He's conducted himself in the Oval Office with great um, uh, acumen. Great acumen. Now, oh, people are laughing. JFK was having affairs constantly in the Oval Office in the White House with an East German spy, with a mob boss girlfriend, with a 17-year-old intern, and he was outdone by LBJ. We don't talk about that stuff. How come? Because our goal, you see, is to trash the president of the United States. The media in this country, America is campaigning against you, campaigning against your values, campaigning against your virtue, against the Declaration, against the Constitution. And you have a rare opportunity every now and then to show yourself, to stand up and say, we're not putting up with this anymore. We're going to protect our country. We're going to protect our values, our institutions, our party, and our president. And most of all, ourselves.
You're sick of being called Nazis? You're sick of being called racists? You're sick of being called white supremacists? Then you need to vote. And you need to vote now if you have early voting. And you need to vote Tuesday. And you need to be your own precinct captain and bring out four, five, six people and make sure you vote. Because here's the deal. If more of us vote, we win. If less of them vote, they lose. in. So I'm, I'm curious if you want to call into the program, what are you going to do this weekend? I mean, in addition to being with family and having fun, what are you going to do this weekend to help the cause? We often have people call the program who say, we should do this. We should do that. And I always say, what is this we should? What are you going to do? So I'm particularly interested in hearing from some people who've never really been involved in politics. What are you going to do? You're going to go door to door. You're going to contact family members, other relatives, friends, colleagues, neighbors. And ensure that they that they vote, because that's what's going to have to be done. For the Democrats to take the House, I really want you to listen to me because you've been spun a lot on this. For the Democrats to take the House, we have to lose most of the toss-up Republican districts. These are Republican districts that have more Republicans registered or have a Republican incumbent who's retired. 37 toss-up districts, 31 of them are Republican. That means not enough Republicans of every stripe have turned out to save the seat. Now, I want you to think of it this way. Now, I know you folks are going to vote, but you've got to talk to other people, too. Think of it this way. If people don't do enough, and if there's not enough voting going on for the Republican in the district, in what is a Republican district, in essence, the non-voter or the inactive citizen is ensuring that radical leftists will control the House of Representatives that they will ensure that radical leftists control the House of Representatives. This is a big deal. I would just ask you, can't you get on the phone and call five, six, seven people who you know are solid and make sure they vote or help an elderly person or a handicapped person to vote? This is our civic duty to ourselves. The media hate us. The Democrats want to control us. All the things that are creating prosperity, they reject. They have bizarre, extreme, radical policies and agendas lined up for us. And you can see it in these truly, truly dark blue one-party states. The kind of thing that's coming. Now, we have many, many young men and women serving overseas in one hellhole after another. Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq, no offense, but it is what it is. And so many other places in the world that we can't name. If they can take time away from their families 
if they can put their lives on the line. I cannot believe that each of us can't ensure that five, six, seven people don't go to the poll. So I'm curious to know, what are you going to do this weekend? This is the big weekend before that fateful day of Tuesday. You know, when I was a kid, 13, 14, 15 years old, I would be out there many weekends, but this was the big weekend. This was the big weekend to hand out signs and put them in yards. This was the big weekend to hand out literature and ring doorbells. And this was the big weekend to participate in phone banks. We used to have these phone banks, all these, uh, these hard-line phones that you would actually have to dial and so forth. And I'd work in these places. 12 hours a day. 12 hours on Saturday, 12 hours on Sunday. As if the difference in the election was one vote. I sure hope that kind of energy is going on out there. Forget about the media and all the rest of it. I sure hope that's the kind of energy that's going on out there. Otherwise, we're going to lose. So I'm curious to know what you're doing. We'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, fall's officially here. The temperature... Across the country, it's actually getting quite cool out there. After a long summer of running your air conditioning, the time is quickly approaching to start running your heaters. As a matter of fact, I've already started, and temperatures keep dropping. The National Weather Center is saying the north and central part of the U.S. will experience a colder November than years past. Now's the perfect time to consider servicing your system and replacing your HVAC filters. We have the perfect company to help make your life much easier, FilterBuy.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You can choose from over 600 sizes, including custom options, that ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they support working Americans manufacturing all their filters right here in the United States. Save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement. That is, you have a schedule, they know your system's running, 
It arrives, that is your filters arrive, and then you take out the filthy ones, you put in clean, brand new ones. It makes all the difference in the world in your house. So you'll never forget to change your filters ever again that way. Filter by will save you time and money and help you breathe better. That's filterbuy.com, filterbuy.com, and tell them Mark sent you. So I really want you to think about this, folks. We have men and women who have volunteered to go to war, to go in the military. We have men and women who have volunteered to be police officers and firefighters and emergency personnel. They can make a hell of a lot more money doing something else, and they'd be a hell of a lot safer, too. The rest of us. Is it really too much to ask to call five, six, seven people and make sure that they vote? I don't care where you live. I have to believe that there are more patriotic, American-loving citizens than not. I have to believe there are more Americans who believe in securing our border and protecting our citizens and protecting our jobs then don't. I have to believe that there are more American citizens who back our police, who back our military, than those who don't. I have to believe there are more American citizens who embrace our constitutional republic and do not want to replace it with a centralized authoritarian regime. I have to believe that there are tens of millions of us who are sick and tired of being called Nazis and racists and white supremacists by the Democrats and the media. Blasphemy. I have to believe that there are more of us than them. This has nothing to do with race, but the Democrats want it to do with race. That's why they keep bringing it up. What kind of people keep calling the president of the United States Adolf Hitler? Joe Scarborough the other day equated our immigration policies to the Nazis marching little children into gas chambers, into showers. If they win the House and or the Senate, they will think that they're hateful, poisonous propaganda won the day, and there will be more of it. And there will be more of it. This is an election about what kind of country you want to live in. It's an election about what kind of country you want to leave your children. This is every, as important, every bit as important as you go into work and bring in a paycheck home and taking care of your family. This is another part of taking care of your family. How many times have you said to yourself recently, I wonder what kind of country this is going to be for my kids and grandkids? Well, that's why it's so damn important. Some of you who haven't voted, you need to vote. Some of you who never vote, you need to vote. All of you, please, have to be the precinct captains. And just pick up your cell phone, have a little list, And be responsible. And by the way, you'll feel great about it. But if these other forces, these these forces of bleakness and poverty, if these other forces win, you're going to ask yourself, 
Why the hell didn't I do a little bit more? I want to speak specifically to you senior citizens out there. The Democrats always pose as your defender. They always pose as the defender of Medicare and Social Security. May I ask you a question? What have the Democrats done to protect Medicare? They took over $700 billion out of Medicare to fund Obamacare. They're now proposing eliminating Medicare. Altogether. Despite what you've paid into it. And pushing you into some kind of government-run program. As if you're on welfare. I want to ask you union members out there, despite what your union bosses might be saying. I'm sure there were tough negotiations to get the kind of health care that your membership has. I hope you understand that Medicare for all not only means Medicare for nobody, as I'm explaining to our seniors, it also means that all those plans will be eliminated. All of them. All of them. Because you, too, will be on some kind of a government medical program, which will be rationing care. And you can see what takes place in the rest of the world. You can see what takes place with so many of our vets. Those of you who have small businesses, or any business for that matter, what this means is that you will be paying a small fortune into the government, into the bureaucracy, wherever it goes, nobody knows, to hold up these programs, which are truly impossibilities. This is what the Democrats want to do to health care in this country. This is what they will do if they get their hands on the levers of power. It's frightening. Now look at your country. There's all kinds of people in this country. That's a good thing. There's always been all kinds of people in this country. That's a good thing. What's missing? Law and order. People are to come in here in an orderly way. People in 190 countries beyond our borders do not have a right to come into the United States do not have a right to a job in the United States. Do not have a right to welfare in the United States. Do not have a right to Medicare and Social Security and citizenship in the United States. Or the United States ceases to be. We can't run public schools this way. We can't run public hospitals this way. We can't have public safety this way. It's an impossibility. It requires law and order. But what's the other missing piece? Assimilation. When you listen to the media, when you listen to Joe Scarborough or Mika Brzezinski, when you listen to Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo, when you listen to Allison Camerata or Jake Tapper, when you listen to the whole gaggle of miscreants, malcontents, and freaks, do they ever talk about assimilation? No, they talk about white privilege, white power, or something akin to that. They race bait. I'm convinced some of them in their heart of hearts are bigots. I'm not pointing fingers at any one of them, but when you think like this and talk like this, it's a serious problem.
we have 500 sanctuary cities in this country. In other words, 500 lawless metropolitan areas that are using the arguments, the arguments of the Confederacy, using the arguments of the Confederacy to defend their lawlessness. They're trying to nullify federal law, nullification. Some of them talk about secession. They act as if we never fought a civil war. They're absolutely lawless. That'll only spread if we don't all do what we need to do for this upcoming election. This weekend is crucial. It's not a weekend for the movies. It's not a weekend just to sit on your sofa in your lazy boy chair. Every minute, every hour that goes by is a precious minute and a precious hour where we could be helping the cause by just getting on the phone, following up, persuading people to vote. So we're going to vote to uphold our society, the civil society. The reason the Kavanaugh hearings so disgusted you and motivated you is because you saw the true underbelly of the left. It reminded you of totalitarian regimes on the left. Dismissing due process rights. That could be you. Dismissing the presumption of innocence. That could be you. Thereby attacking our own Bill of Rights. Accusing an innocent man of the most horrific crimes. Forcing somebody who's been a federal appellate judge for 12 years, now on the Supreme Court, to go through absolute agony in front of the, the nation, in front of the world, who hadn't done a thing to deserve it. This is who they are. Every time you turn on cable TV, if it's MSNBC or CNN, you hear somebody being called Hitler. Trump, somebody in the Trump administration, some Republican, or even you. You hear somebody being called a racist. Trump, somebody in the Trump administration, or even you. These are words that are intended to degrade, to kill debate, and to force submission. We've never seen anything like this from our quote-unquote free press. What's destroying the press in this country is the press. Nobody else. These people want to drag us into their hell. These people want to remake the society into something that you will find repulsive. These people do not believe in the rule of law. These people do not believe in individuality. These people do not believe in a colorblind society. They're obsessed with the opposite. The Democrat Party has nominated across the board the most radical group of candidates in its history. People who talk about socialism, even though some of them now try and hide it. People who talk about open borders. Can you imagine when 10 years ago the Democrats opposed open borders? They talk about open borders as if they represent foreign countries and foreign organizations. They brazenly tell you they intend to massively increase individual and business taxes. 
They brazenly tell you that they intend to put activists on the Supreme Court. They brazenly tell you that they will eviscerate the United States military. They will eviscerate local law enforcement. This is what they do. That's who they are. Fundamental transformation, baby. And the leader of that movement, Barack Obama, is bouncing around from state to state, doing exactly what he always does, dividing this nation. And he's still at it. What are you going to do about it? Fret? Or make just a few calls this weekend? I'll be right back. You know, some of us love this country. And we don't want to see uh, it transformed into something that is is just... uh, really unbearable just another European failed country and that's what they're trying to pull now by the way my dad's book Our Police which was released this week on Amazon.com is number what 52 Mr. Producer let's see if we can get it in the top 10 and here's why as I told you yesterday when they release a brand new book like this They deeply discount it up front. But those discounts kind of disappear around the holidays. They don't always, but they often do. I know from my own books. So a wise person, I think, would purchase the book now and then hold it for Christmas, Hanukkah, or just start reading it to your young kids. It's a beautiful book. The colors just jump off the pages. The drawings, my my dad drew them, they jump off the pages. It's beautifully assembled. Uh, the publisher did a magnificent job in, uh, in binding it. And uh, my dad finished this book about seven or eight months ago. It is a fun book. It is a book that will teach. And it is a book about Americanism, our police. The same men who charged into that synagogue. The same men and women who found that would-be pipe bomber. Yes, our police. And it was written and illustrated by my dad because, frankly, he was very concerned about the public discussion about our police officers, starting at the top and working its way down to other people. I really want to strongly commend it to you. Our police, go to Amazon.com or any major bookstore should have it. I notice Costco doesn't have it. But you can go to Mark Levin Show Facebook or Mark Levin Show Twitter There are millions of you who visit my social sites. Go ahead and click it there, and you can have it in a day or two while you're at it. Control of the House and the Senate are at stake in the midterm elections, as you know. And it's up to us to find the most qualified candidates for the jobs, and we know what kind of candidates those are. Now, when you need to do the same for your business, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin can help. ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, experience, and education for your job, then actively invites to them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more digging. No more digging through piles of the wrong resumes. There is less waiting and more hiring. 
It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. That's from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter.com. Try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive website. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. On Sunday, John Bolton, I, the ambassador to Germany, and a few of others of us are going to be honored with awards, separate awards, by uh, the ZOA, the Zionist Organization of America. And I'll tell you why I mention this. Because there's a gentleman on MSNBC by the name of Stephen Schmidt, a former hack for Schwarzenegger, a former hack for McCain, who accused me, among other great conservatives, of causing the anti-Semite Jew murder to go into that synagogue and slaughter 11 parishioners. Anyway, I wanted to mention it. It's a wonderful organization. It's pro-American, big time, and pro-Israel. It's not like the Anti-Defamation League that when a slaughter that occurs in Pittsburgh, as it is, is trying to tie it to Donald Trump. They don't do that sort of thing, considering the ADL is now run by a, an Obama hack. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The media are very, very excited, ladies and gentlemen, because a, a federal judge, Peter Messite, a U.S. district judge, of, of which there are almost a thousand of them, you see, so you bring enough lawsuits, you bring enough cases, and you're bound to find one leftist in there. Federal judge allows discovery to move forward in the Trump emoluments case. You hear this? A federal judge today denied President Trump's appeal to pause discovery in a lawsuit that alleges he violated a constitutional clause banning gifts and advantages from foreign and domestic governments, raising the possibility that transactions between the Trump International Hotel and foreign dignitaries might be made public. So, as you know, President Trump 
is a longtime developer. He's a very wealthy man. His children are involved in the business. He's built hotels and resorts and so forth. So there's this hotel in Washington, absolutely magnificent hotel, the Trump International Hotel. And dignitaries stay there. That is, representatives of foreign governments. And so what they're arguing is, these, uh, these states and these left-wing groups, is that the president still has an ownership interest in Trump International Hotel. Therefore, he's receiving benefits from at least some foreign and state governments, as well as from the federal government. Quote, according, accordingly, the president's ownership interest in the Trump International Hotel and his apparent receipt of benefits from at least some foreign and state governments, as well as from the federal government itself, suggest he has received emoluments in violation of the Constitution, giving rise to plausible causes of action against him brought by parties withstanding. That's the judge. That's not what the emoluments clause was meant to say or be. In other words, what it was saying was these public officials cannot be on the payroll of a federal government. They cannot be beholden, excuse me, to a foreign government. They cannot be beholden to a foreign government. Because, obviously, that could influence their decision making. It's nothing to do with investments. What if the president owned an apartment building? And some foreign dignitaries were staying there. What if the president owns a bunch of restaurants and a lot of foreign dignitaries and federal employees eat there? What if the president of the United States owns a, uh, uh, the biggest Washington, D.C. Chevy or Ford uh, uh, dealership and foreigners uh, and foreign dignitaries and, uh, and federal employees purchase cars from there? I, I, I assume that in every case... A president would be in violation of the Monuments Clause. That's not what's meant by that. And, of course, it's brought by the Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch, nitwit. The D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine, another nitwit. Now, what's interesting, Mr. Producer, will you find out who appointed this judge? It's, it's spelled M-E-S-S-I-T-T-E. Would you Google that, please? Whenever there's a... A decision and it involves a Republican-appointed judge. You always know it's a Republican-appointed judge. This guy may well be because the dirty little secret is these district court judges, they're not treated like circuit judges when they're nominated. What happens and what has happened now for decades under many, many presidents is that in order to get two or three district court judges through the Senate, you typically have to give the Democrats one. It works like this. Let's say there's a couple of vacancies on a federal trial or federal district court uh, in New York. And you have, obviously, two left-wing kook senators in New York, and they put a hold on all of them. So typically what you have to say is, look, we're going to take these three. We'll give you one. Which one do you want? Now, this goes on all the time. It does not go on on the appellate courts or the Supreme Court. But I'm just curious because they didn't identify who appointed Peter Messite. Do we know yet, Mr. Producer? William Jefferson Clinton. He's a Clinton appointee. Now, I assumed it was a Democrat who appointed him because it's not in the article. It's not in the CNN Newswire. So you have a Clinton appointee who's a hack. 
who knows that the Constitution doesn't compel this. But he wants to help, you see, the, uh, the Attorney General of Maryland and the Attorney General of the D- District of Columbia to conduct their political lawsuit to get access to, the po- to potentially the president's tax returns. It, this is never ending. It'll only get worse if they take the House and certainly the Senate. But this is what happens when the rule of law goes out the window. This is what happens with the bastardization of the Constitution. This has nothing to do with the Emolument Clause. Nothing. You own property. Say you build a a building that has a bunch of condominiums. You're selling the apartments off. And the government comes in uh, for some some foreign government and says, you know, we're going to buy five of those because it's just easier to do. We want to put our people. That would be a violation. As I said, a restaurant. That would be a violation, apparently. And that's not what's intended. You see, people like William Jefferson Clinton, a.k.a. B.J., B.J. Clinton, Al Gore, bloviator, Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, and Mrs. Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, most of them make tens of millions of dollars after they're out of office. Parlaying their their positions as former presidents or former first ladies with publishers, with with uh, entertainment companies, getting speech money from the Russians or whatever the hell it is. Al Gore is worth one hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, this guy is dumb as a doorknob. The Clintons, since they've been out of office, have grossed a quarter of a billion dollars. Money is flying at the Obamas like you can't believe it. Flying at the Obamas. Mr. and Mrs. Class Warfare, like you can't believe it. They didn't make any money before they became president or first lady. Donald Trump is a self-made multi-billionaire, even though the New York Times tried to try to smear him. He's a self-made multi-billionaire. He's changed the, the skyline in New York City. He's hired not just tens of thousands over the decades, maybe 100,000 people. Good paying jobs. The Clintons, the Obamas, Gore, they never created good-paying jobs. They just take money from people. And so now the Emoluments Clause is going to be used against any wealthy person who runs for president of the United States? This is just diabolical by this Clinton judge. And he's already given his answer. The case is over even before it begins. This is nothing more than a left-wing tactic. That's all it is. But I'm bringing it up to you because it just happened, and this is what's going to continue to happen. So what are you going to do this weekend? Are you going to try and fight these forces? Are you going to try and fight these forces? Let's go to Ann, Lakeshore, Minnesota, the great KLKS. Go, please. Oh, God, I'm just so happy to talk to you because you are the echo for everything I feel. The echo. Thank you. Thank Let you. Let me describe first. I got to go back in time. You got it. My father is black and yep. Hispanic, Portuguese. My All mother's right. Syrian, German, and we're Jewish. I'm glad to be plaid. So the racist thing has gone up <laughs> my back like I can't stand it because yep. I said my right hand and my left na- hand have never had an argument. What's with mm-hmm. the racist thing? And it all began with Obama. The man's mm-hmm. an angry black man. If he was no, 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 no. We can't say angry black man. 
All right, say, well, just say an angry man. You know, this isn't the Don Lemon show now. You've got to be careful. I know. This is what gets me. I have to be careful. I'm from the East Coast originally, Providence, Rhode Island, okay? Mm -hmm. And I truly, my father came here on a boat in Sturridge because he was brown. He got beat up. He became Mm -hmm. a five-state Golden Glove champion, and he fought his Mm -hmm. way through life. But Mm -hmm. what we have now is these, how can I say, this president, which they say... Uh, if it wasn't for affirmative action, I'm sorry. I had people when I was working that would say, it's going to be wonderful. He's our first black president. I'm not racist. My mother, my father was dark as Mr. Obama. But I said, you don't judge people on color. Never. You don't raise them up the ladder and you don't take anything from them. Well, let me ask you this. Let's move this in a different direction. Obama is campaigning all over the country to help Democrats. Isn't that a good thing? Because the last time he did that, they got wiped out. I know, but he's a fraud, and they don't. Well, get I know it. he is, but what, uh, but but I'm saying that I don't fear him campaigning at all. I think it's a great thing. Well, I think, like I say, it's so many people who buy into the race thing is because Mr. Obama. The well, he's not the only woman. one. He's uh, he's he's really not the only one. This is now a a theme with the Democrat Party. It's a theme in the media. They are tearing this country apart. Uh, uh, they're tearing at the fabric of this nation. We're a very diverse nation, a very tolerant nation. And uh, I want to thank you for your call, Ann. And, folks, I want to remind you, this cab ride my uh, wife and I took really was an Uber driver. And we had just attended a wedding in Chicago. And we were heading back to the airport the next day. Really, really nice guy. He was African-American. He'd worked on the assembly line building ball bearings somewhere outside of Chicago over the years. He retired after 30-some years. And we got into a great conversation. He had no idea who I was, and that was good. Because then I could have a great conversation. And I asked him what he did. I said, well, you're retired. You have a pension. Why, Why are you an Uber driver? He said, honestly, I don't need the money. I've been doing this for two years. I just love people. I said, you love people? He said, yes. He said, I love all kinds of people. We have great discussions. I learn so much. Where else can I do it but in this car? And I said to him, well, what do you think of these politicians who keep trying to divide us based on race? He said, let me tell you something. The American people do not think like these politicians. It is in their benefit, these politicians, to have us at each other's throats. And he wasn't talking about any party. Any particular person, he just said as a rule, it's, in, it's their benefit to have us at each other's throats. He said, but I get all kinds of people in here, and they're all friendly, very friendly. We have wonderful chats. I learn about their family. They learn about my family. He said, like you, you ask me what I did. I tell you what I did. Then he shows me a picture of his grandson, shows me how he's teaching his grandson to read. He's so proud. He said, look at this. My grandson's five years old, and he can read. I said, that's unbelievable. He said, I taught him how to read. A very proud grandfather. The patriarch of his family. Just a regular guy. A regular American. He's not sitting there looking at race. He's not sitting there race baiting. He's not sitting there as a victim. We get along great. This is what goes on across the country. We're not like what Obama says. We're not like what Bernie Sanders says. We're not like... What Andrew Gillum says. 
We are good people. All right, let's move on. Question is, what are you going to do this weekend to help us be victorious on Election Day? This is a battle. It's a political battle, but it's every bit as important as any other battle. We need to conquer the left. That's the truth. Let's go to Juan, Portland, Oregon, on the Mark Levin app. Juan, how are you? How you doing, sir? You got a big deal governor's race in Oregon, buddy. Oh, yeah, I, me, my wife, my kids, and uh, my nephew, we already both vote uh, the Republican. And uh, uh, we both for the Congress, too, uh, the Republican, doing my part. I'm calling people in in, in Miami. Oh, I got a bunch of friends over there because Miami, uh, you know, Florida has become a, a, bi- a big prize. Yes. And uh, I'm calling my sister over there and... And make sure to them, because I already vote uh, through the mail, you see. Yes. But over there, you know, I got a bunch of friends that they're trucking and, and uh, friends that they are uh, Cubans. And uh, I think uh, over 90% of, of the Cubans, uh, we're going uh, Republican because we know how the communists uh, are. We, when I see this guy, Jim Acosta, I'm ashamed that this guy yes. is a Cuban. I didn't uh, even know he's Cuban, huh? Yeah, he's a Cuban. But the I problem, just thought he was a liberal nut job. That's all. Oh, well, probably maybe he came over here when he was two years old, and uh, he never had the experience that 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 I have for twenty two years uh, mm-hmm. that I live on the on the the oppression of the Castros. And uh, when I become a citizen in nineteen eighty seven, I, me and my wife, you know, we 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 made that vote count, and sometimes mm-hmm. over here. On a liberal state, sometimes I speak with with people that are liberals, yeah. and they don't have a clue of what is a communist about. Well, and listen, Juan, I, I I've got to go. I have a Harvard. I want to thank you, thank you for making those calls. Make sure they vote. Florida is absolutely fundamental here. It's absolutely key, and I want to thank you for your patriotism, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. One of the things the Democrats and the left use more effectively than Republicans and conservatives, frankly, is social media. And they're going to have it all stored up, ready to go on Election Day and then whack us with it. You need to use your social media, your various social media accounts to encourage your friends and family and neighbors to get out whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Insta, I I don't care what it is. Whatever you use, you need to do that. You need to use modern technology. Texts, even emails, not so modern, but you get the point. In addition to phone calls, you can make a huge difference. One, One individual in this country, texting, emailing, making calls, very, very important. Using social media to get the word out. Using social media to rally to our cause. Rally your friends and your neighbors to our cause. You have a whole bunch of friends on social media. You have a whole bunch of followers on social media. Use it. You've got more power than Jim Acosta. You've got more power than Don Lemon. 
you've got more power than Chris Matthews and all these people. And imagine if all of us do this, the millions and millions of you listening to this program. Use your social media, folks. Use your lists on your emails, on your texts. Use your friends and your followers. You know what to do. Push it hard. This is our weekend. This is our battle. The president's fighting for us. A number of Republicans are fighting for us. We have to fight for ourselves. I told you many times, Lincoln, Jefferson, so many others have made the point that if this country is to be defeated, it will be defeated from within. Well, that's up to us to make sure it's not defeated from within. These aren't just Democrats running. These are radical leftists who are running. Some of them are out of the closet, full-throated. Others are trying to camouflage themselves. All of them are going to vote for Chuck Schumer in the Senate. All of them are going to vote for Nancy Pelosi. They're going to all go along with the program. Come on, folks. You can do this. You got phones. You have uh, access to social media. Let's push it. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? how much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark doesn't suffer fools well. So... If you're a fool, don't call 877-381-3811. Every time you go online, your internet provider and advertising companies can track what you do and uh, sell your personal information. Every time. Plus, the NSA gobbles up virtually everything. So how can you actually protect yourself? You know there's a way, and I'm going to show you how. Computer experts recommend using a VPN. The software I use is called ExpressVPN because it makes it super easy for anyone to stay private online. Your privacy is important to you. And they're rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. These days, I don't use the Internet without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN's apps take just minutes, minutes to set up and afterwards run seamlessly in the background of my computer and smartphone. You install the program. Then turn on ExpressVPN protection with a single click. It couldn't be easier. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet through data encryption and hiding your IP address. That means nobody, nobody can record or access your online activity. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers, spy agencies, and your ISP, visit ExpressVPN.com slash mark. 
That's Express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Mark. And uh, you'll get uh, their special offer, three months free with a one-year package. Don't risk your online data any longer. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark today. All right. I asked and I'd like to know all over the country, what are you doing? This is a big deal weekend. You need to be your block captains or your precinct captains or whatever you call it. You need to be an activist. I want the old Tea Party to click in. I want the old Reaganites to click in. I want the Trumpsters to kick in. Conservatives, Republicans of all stripes. This is a battle where we must be united, where we must be united and not sit back and allow things to just pass by passively, not expect everybody else to do the heavy lifting. A few phone calls, a few texts, a few emails, strongly encouraging our family members, our friends, our colleagues, our neighbors who we know are solid to get out and vote. Let's ask Kurt, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. What are you doing, sir? Mark, that's really good advice you gave about the social media. About a month ago, I volunteered full-time for the cruise campaign, campaign and became a, a door knocker and a phone bank recruiter. And it's been very enjoyable. I've talked to hundreds of people around Texas. So get out to Levinites, Texas, Florida, Missouri, Montana, everywhere. And scientific evidence, Mark, shows that what works best this close to the election is human-to-human interaction, door knocks, telephone, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got to do. And every little bit helps. If you just call 10 people, you've done your part, and we can do this. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Thanks for your call. While the liberals are protesting and taking knees, we take action, folks. Let's go to Diane, Harrisonburg, Virginia, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? I'm wonderful, Mark. I'm sorry about your dad. How are you tonight? Thank you. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, We're going to start our Saturday by going to Harrisonburg is a Democrat city. We've got a Republican running for city council. And we will be starting our Saturday morning going to a fundraising breakfast for him. Then at 10.30, we will be heading to our Republican headquarters, where we will be having a get-out-to-vote for Ben Klein and Corey Stewart. And then we'll, we've been campaigning, well, we've been making phone calls with AFP to all over the country, wherever things are looking weak. We've been helping uh, Dave Bratt with his campaign. It's been a very tight race. We just got to make sure people vote, particularly in your inner circle. Diane, sounds like you're doing a great deal, and uh, I want to thank you. Okay. These are these are patriots. You folks are patriots. Let's go to Mike Branson, Missouri, on Sirius Satellite. Go. Go yeah, ahead, Mike. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Thank you, Mr. Great One. We love you here in Missouri. Well, and thank prayers you. for you and your family for your loss. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have a cafe, and what we've done, we've advertised uh, newspapers, social media, all that, and I'd like to challenge other businesses to try to do the same. We are giving away free homemade cinnamon rolls and muffins for anybody that comes in that's wearing an I Voted sticker Tuesday. And plus, we've had uh, sample ballots out in the cafe for people to look at, to take home with them. Well, let me you know, ask you are, this. Are you giving out any free Hamilton tickets? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> just just curious about that, no. because 
I know there's a candidate in Florida who may fly over there to Branson just to get his tickets. <laughs> well, no, we, we do not have any Hamilton tickets. We do have a big four by eight Billy Long sign outside our restaurant. So, and who's Billy Long? Tell us. He is our district uh, representative for the House. All right. All right, Mike, you sound like a great guy. Thank you. Let's go to Tom, Indianapolis, Indiana, XM Satellite. Go. Mr. Levin, thank you for taking my call, sir. I appreciate it. About yes, sir. years ago, my dad said, you've got to listen to this guy. And he'd well, be thank rolling you. in his grave right now. He'd be rolling in his grave right now if he saw what was going on. And to answer your question, I had to go to early voting. I work over the weekend, and Monday they don't have early voting, and I work 13, 14 hours a day, and it's going to be mobbed. So I'm like, let me get there today. And I waited about 45 minutes, and that was today. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, I'm on Facebook. I'm posting stuff that you put on, and I'm just telling people, look, I don't have any kids, okay? But my niece and my nephew, what's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. And when I heard Don Lemon the other day, I mean, the Kavanaugh stuff got me really wild. But when I heard Lemon the other day, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what they've got. This kind of, this kind of racist talk. Yeah. yeah and, I, and, and that's what gets, it's like, I just, oh, I can't stand that stuff. And then when I heard Maxine Waters talking about what she's going to do when she's in charge of that one committee, going after the banks and... I don't know if you heard that interview or what she was speaking about, but she said, we're going to remember that you foreclosed on our houses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is what the people want to have in charge. So my job is to get on Facebook live this weekend and say, folks, this is, is, is this really what you want your country to be? Exactly. Is this really what you want your country to be? I, and it scares me. It scares me, but we're out there. And I know all my coworkers are going to vote. We've had that discussion already. And a coworker of mine said, you better get out to early voting duties because we're busy, you know, being busy at work. He goes, you got to, and, and I went today and it was packed. It was already packed. Yeah, well, it depends who it's packed with, you know? I, I know. I mean, it was, I think it was both. I, I think it was both. Yeah, no, the left is turning out. We just got to turn out. We can, we can neutralize them politically if we turn out. Hey, look, they're, they're not 10 feet tall. There's nothing to scare. A bunch of leftists. We just need to defeat them. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going right, to do my Tom. part, sir. And I want to thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you. Well, I haven't done, done what I need to do, I guess. But thank you, my friend. God bless you. Susan, Newtown, Connecticut. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good. On WABC. Yes. I have a lesson for your listeners to hear. Many years ago, probably 20 years ago, my then 20-year-old daughter assumed that everything was okay with voting, and the next day, uh, she did not find time to vote. The next day in the paper, the incumbent councilman lost by one vote. Incredible. She will never forget that lesson again. It really matters. And we have a zillion of these close races for yes. Senate now. And it's most of them are in Republican districts. If the Republicans will turn out in mass, it, it's over. They lose on the Democrat side. Absolutely. Every single vote matters. And she has taught her children. <laughs> it's uh, something we won't ever forget in our family. That's for sure. And you have a big deal 
governor's race in Connecticut where the Republican could win. That's right. And uh, today's numbers show that he's gaining. He's up on that. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, I'm going to the campaign headquarters and I'm going to work for Bob Stefanowski and Ed, Mark- Ed Markley. As the, uh, All right, and we got to make sure family and friends and neighbors turn out. We just have to make sure the people we know, we personally call from our homes, from our cell phones. I don't care. Thank you, Susan. Sounds great. Let's keep going. Richard, Westchester, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT. Original home to Mark Levin, by the way. Go right ahead. Yes, a, Felton, a fellow Chelton hamster of 1972. Wow, how about that? Anyway, uh, I, I was very active in Lower Murray and for, for years. Uh, it's a very liberal district, very di- di- disconcerting. And I stopped really, got out of politics, uh, you know, uh, working for candidates in 2012. Well, when the Kavanaugh hearings started, I, I couldn't sit there and not do something. So I, I moved, I have since moved to Chester County, Pennsylvania, a little more Republican. I joined the, the Republican Committee of Chester County, and I've been knocking on doors and making phone calls practically over for the last month, actually since Kavanaugh. And, and I'm doing the same this weekend. What's your sense of things out there? Uh, you know, I drive around Lower Marion once in a while, and usually I notice something in, when the Clintons, there weren't that many Clinton signs back in, in 2016, and there are very few signs on the lawns uh, this year. And it, mm-hmm. it just got the sense that there is really less enthusiasm in the Democrat side, I think, than, than is... I'm not, I don't believe it. You don't believe I don't it? believe it. Well, All the right. numbers, the statistics show that they're turning out. They also show that we're turning out. But the, I spoke with a pollster today. He's one of the great pollsters in the country. He said, here's the thing. Early voting, there's a lot, and there's a lot on both sides turning out. You can't really take a measure. But we win or lose these elections on Election Day. Pennsylvania has been redistricted in the... In yeah, the by the Supreme Court. Yep. Yeah, by the Democrat Supreme Court, and it's really a, put us at a disadvantage. So we have it has, harder. but there's nothing we can do about that right now. All right, Richard, thanks for your call, buddy. Thank you all, by the way. We'll be right back. Mark All you Levinites out there, chins up, energy, be vigorous. This is our weekend, folks. Our national phone bank, our national door knocking, our national social media. It starts right here. Our national town hall meeting. There's not enough of us, even though we have eight and a half million listeners on terrestrial radio and almost five million, give or take, on uh, digital. And God knows how many on satellite. It's not enough. But if each of you get four or five people who don't normally vote or you don't normally talk to, you get them to vote, family members or friends, we will crush them. Hit it. Now, I know they have the big media on their side. They're trying to dispirit you. You ladies in particular, in the suburbs, CNN and MSNBC, the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, NBC, ABC, CBS, they're all focusing on you. They think you're stupid. All you women in the suburbs, they say the election will turn on you. And they expect you, you, to vote Democrat. 
They expect you to vote for radicals. They expect you to vote against your families. They think you're as obsessed with abortion on demand as they are. Are you? All you ladies in the suburbs, all these commercials and all, they're targeted at you. They want you to believe a president of the United States who has a Jewish daughter and a Jewish stepson and three Jewish uh, grandchildren is an anti-Semite. They want you to believe the president of the United States is a racist. They must confuse presidents. I think that was the other president. This president hasn't done anything to minority communities other than create the environment where they can get jobs. That seems pretty cool to me. All you blue-collar workers, union and non-union, they think they own you. These radical Democrats who will destroy your health care system, they think they own you. Do they own you? And when it's a non-election year, they're working with the radical environmental groups to destroy our jobs in this country. Tell me, ladies in the suburbs who are being targeted, is that what you believe? I don't think it is. And anybody who believes in securing our border, protecting our nation, we don't know who's coming and going. We don't need to hear lectures from news people in Manhattan, from news people in the Hamptons, telling us what's going on on the border. They have no idea what's going on on the border. They don't even know what the hell's going on down the street. Since when is open borders, sanctuary cities, a pathway to illegal immigration? Since when is that American? Since never. All you truckers out there. We love you truckers out there. Got to get busy this weekend. You know who I'm talking about. All right, you can kill the music. I love that song. Have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth, as we've talked about. The word forth raises another question. Which way is forth? How do you know you're going in the right direction? Well, the easy answer is it depends on which way you want to go. Now, my friend, my dear friend, the president of Hillsdale College is Dr. Larry Arn, and he says a lot of brilliant things. And among them, he says young people almost always say that and that they've been taught to say that. But you and I both know that's the wrong answer. So let me tell you about a place that leads forth. That's Hillsdale College. It's a diamond in the rough. At Hillsdale, they understand that the true education means the highest answer to the question, which way is forth. Hillsdale students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Hillsdale holds a unique and important role in American education today. It's a magnificent, magnificent college. And I encourage all of you, my listeners, to learn more about this remarkable institution at levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Yes, indeedy. All right, let's take some more calls. Let's go to Luke, Atlanta, Georgia, Sirius Satellite. Got some big races there, including for governor. How are you, Luke? Yes, sir. Mr. Levin, it's a true great honor to, to finally speak to you. I've been listening to you for, for half my life. 
Um, well, ever thank since you. I was 11 years old, my, my father introduced me to you, and I, I consider myself a conservative ever since that day. But yes, sir, I've been working uh, working on a state house race, um, uh, knocking on over 20,000 doors up in uh, Metro Atlanta. And, I mean, truly nothing has more enraged Republican voters than the whole entire Kavanaugh deal. I saw a true shift in, idea, in the ideology and an outlook from Republican voters as soon as that entire debacle went down. And But now, wait a minute. Oprah Winfrey went into Georgia. She didn't change your mind? Not one bit. No, I, don't, I don't take advice from, from people who, who have enough, who've made enough money in the world, you know, to sit on a, on a beach and smoke cohibas. Uh, She's I mean, a billionaire. Uh, she flies into Georgia. She really has no uh, modern connection with Georgia. That's the one race she picks. She didn't pick Michigan with John James. She picks that race, rambling on. I'm not a Democrat. I don't get involved. And I run her just rambling on. And I don't know what the hell she was saying. Hey, Luke, that music means I have to go. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your activism. There's many of you still on the line, many of you I want to talk to. I want to encourage all of you out there listening. This is our big weekend. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. If we have a good election on Tuesday, it'll be thanks to you, you Levinites out there, you're great patriots. Every one of you is a Thomas Paine, as far as I'm concerned. If we do what we need to do. I'm going to give you more of a reason. Barack Obama was in campaigning uh, in, uh, in Miami today for Andrew Gillum. Didn't bother Obama at all that Gillum has corruption swirling all around him. Didn't bother him at all that Gillum aligned himself with an anti-Semitic organization. Didn't bother him at all. Didn't bother him at all that... Gillum wants to get rid of Medicare. No problem at all. Obama's there. Back in Gillum. Obama doesn't live in Florida. All you Floridians. Can you imagine waking up in Gillum as your governor? And let me tell you, it's neck and neck. The guy's ahead by 1%. By 1%. Which means you can win the race. Here's Obama. Cut. uh, What is it? Cut three. Go. America's at a crossroads. Uh, Cut it out with the drama queen stuff. America's at a crossroads. We are. Thanks to you, pal. No question about that. Go ahead. The health care of millions is on the ballot. The health care of millions is on the ballot. Because you senior citizens are going to lose your Medicare. Let me tell you that right now. Rather than have a proposal to strengthen the entitlement, they want to destroy it. You've contributed to this your entire lives. But Obama has a better idea, like he did with Obamacare, like he did with the Iran deal. Oh, yeah. Obama's got a great idea. You notice how these leftists have a gift for demagoguery, for turning a phrase. They're full of crap. The hell do they ever do that works? What did Obama do that works? Nothing. Borders overrun. 
cops under attack under Obama, the military being eviscerated, the economy sucked under Obama. Now he takes credit for, oh, that's my economy. Kind of a moron. I said it, moron. Go ahead. Making sure working families get a fair shake is on the ballot. And how did Obama do that? Everybody equal in unemployment? How did Obama make sure everybody had a fair shake? He didn't. Go ahead. But maybe most of all, the character of our country is on the ballot. Let me stop you there. The future of the country is on our ballot. Not the character of our country. This is a great country with great people. See, this is the difference. For Obama, if you don't agree with him, you have a character problem. All you people out there. Now, I think a lot of the people running for office have a character problem. But the American people, the vast majority of the American people, we don't have a character problem. So if, if Andrew Gillum, who's one step ahead of the FBI, if he doesn't win, the people in Florida have a character problem? How do you people put up with this in Florida? What the hell's wrong? How are you going to vote? Go ahead. In the closing weeks of this election, we have seen repeated attempts to divide us with rhetoric designed to make us angry and make us fearful. Oh, really? There's the king of the propaganda right there. And Andrew Gillum has used the race card and so has the Democrat Party in Florida. So has the national media over and over and over again, even to the point where DeSantis refers to him as Andrew. Don't call me Andrew. You don't know me. You don't call me. Don't talk down to me by calling somebody Andrew. It's not like you call him Andy or Andrew. Go ahead. It's designed to exploit our history of racial and ethnic and religious division. You know what? You know what else we have a history of, pal? A civil war? Of eliminating slavery? Slavery still exists in much of the world? It's incredible. I tell you all the time, the way the left talks about this country just trashes it left and right. Then they wrap themselves in. Look, they're trying to divide us by race while they're dividing us by race. Look, they're trying to divide us by religion while they're dividing us by religion. Go ahead. That pits us against one another. Ah, shut up, you idiot. And that's what he is. Ask the people who live in the neighborhood around that library he wants to build, who took him to court because he's destroying the neighborhood. Get care less. Guy's making tens of millions of dollars from Netflix. Sixty-some million dollars for his precious book he's writing. And his wife, probably ghostwriting them. That is, somebody is for them. And uh, made all this money after he left the presidency. Goes on and on about America, constantly picking its scabs. It's important to understand our history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But why do you bring up race in every damn speech you give? You were elected president of the United States, an African-American. Oprah Winfrey's in Georgia. She's a billionaire. What they should be talking about, in my humble opinion, is how you become successful in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. 
But a guy of the left-wing orientation like him, regardless of race, will never talk about how you become successful in America. Because they don't want to promote that attitude. Go ahead. Make us believe that order... Ah, That's enough. Anyway, that's another reason to vote, Florida. It's another reason to vote, America. If you're sick and tired of this stuff, like I am. Absolutely sick and tired of it. Cecilia Vega is an ABC News senior White House correspondent. She's on Good Morning America today. And she wants you to know how she feels about the caravan. The caravan of illegal immigrants. Don't call them invaders. Don't call them illegal. Don't call them immigrants. Undocumented future citizens. There, I came up with the phrase, Mr. Producer. If you don't use the phrase undocumented future citizens, you're obviously a racist and a white supremacist. Even you Latinos in America here, citizens who who don't like this, you're obviously a white supremacist, too, apparently. Go ahead. The president is using words like national crisis and invasion to describe immigration in this country, even though that is not actually reality. But Stop, stop. This is a reporter. So invasion's not actually a reality. Breaking down the fence in Mexico, refusing asylum in Mexico, marching to our border, left-wing groups backing them, helping them. Up to 300 people we now know are known criminals among the uh, several thousand and so forth and so on. The president is using words like national crisis and invasion to describe immigration in this country. Even though that's not actually reality. Because Cecilia Vega is going to tell us what reality is. Another media clown. She'll tell us what reality is because she spent her whole life on the border. No, she hasn't. Well, she spent her whole life looking at this issue. No, she hasn't. Well, she doesn't know anything. Exactly. These are parrots in the media. One parrot, the other. Go ahead election strategy and by our count he's used hardline so this is a reporter this is trump's election strategy ladies and gentlemen it's his election strategy matter of fact cnn might want to look into this i i believe that the trump family has funded this caravan oh yeah i believe that they've given uh, money uh to these aliens to march to the border as part of the president's election strategy. Oh, it's true. It's true. Because because he wants this, because he's a racist, you see. And he wants to divide America. And so he's behind the caravan. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, absolutely. Idiots. Go ahead. Nearly every day for the past three weeks. Even though the migrants in that caravan, many poor and fleeing violence, are still about 900 miles from the so border. So what? The president's supposed to be app. Listen, this has been organized. They've told us what they're going to do. They're coming to the border and they want the president to say nothing. He's trying to warn these people well in advance of them coming here, 900 miles away, that you're going to face the United States military. And I don't mean be shot or anything like that, but you're going to be blocked so they don't keep marching. If the president had said nothing and they're one mile from the border and all of a sudden the military showed up to stop them, what do you think Cecilia Vega would say that he should have at least told them that they're not going to be allowed and he should have at least told them the military was going to be there? Just listen to these idiots, how they think or not. It's Trump's fault. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. No one in the media will ask Barack Obama about that big wall he has around his home in northwest Washington, D.C., in a Tony neighborhood with other multimillionaires, mostly white neighborhood, by the way. I wonder how his neighbors feel about his wall. Just just a question. I think it's a legitimate question. Uh, we have a wonderful guest now, uh, Yvette Harrell, who's running uh, to hold the seat, the Republican seat, in uh, New Mexico. It's a very, very close race. She's a very... Wonderful candidate. She's a solid conservative. She's recommended to me by Jim Jordan, as a matter of fact. Yvette Harrell, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, just on the countdown for uh, November 6th, that's for sure. Tell us about your district. Tell us what's going on. Well, this district is one of the largest in the United States, so it's roughly the half the size of New Mexico from the Arizona to the Texas border, and basically about half the state south. And, of course, we are a border state. So we are uh, right front and center with the caravan issue, with the border issue. Uh, the race is close. It's been held by Steve Pierce, a Republican, for the last 10 years. We feel like we can win this thing. It's going to be one of the ones, I think, that's going to hold the margin for the U.S. House. And I tell you what, the stakes couldn't be higher. And, of course, you know better than anybody what's at stake in terms of our liberty you know, moving the ball down the field like we've seen this president do the last 20 months, all that comes to a screeching halt if we don't hold on to this House majority. And your opponent, while she pretends to be otherwise, is another one of these leftist, open borders, sanctuary city types, isn't she? She absolutely is. And, you know, interesting to note, and you probably saw this on the FEC reports, you know, she raised $1.8 million in 90 days, and 80% of that came from out of state. And, of course, we posted that she was having a fundraiser with Hillary Clinton and Pelosi and that type of thing. And I've reminded everybody, you know, when you're being bankrolled by people like that, and 80% of your money is coming out of our state, then you are not going to have this person go to Washington, D.C. and represent our true values. And I, I don't think the negative ads they've hit with me with or even this fundraising uh, effort that they did for her is helping her one bit because we recognize that what's at stake is our sh- shared values, the right to life, uh, you know, Second Amendment, how we raise our kids, limited government. Um, people are really excited about what this administration's done, and they're not quite ready to see Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. And so I believe that we're going to hang on and win this thing, but we, we, don't, we still have some work to do, but we're working it. Tell us a little about you. Well, I have served in the state legislature for the last eight years. So I'm a state representative, and I'm giving up this seat to run for Steve Pierce's. And, you know, for me, it's all about serving because I knew after 9-11, it just matters who's making decisions for us on any level of government. I'm a native New Mexican born and raised in this district. And I just have appreciated the opportunity to serve people and ensure that their voices are being heard because so many times people get elected into office and then they forget what who elected them and why they're there. And so I've been a staunch conservative in this race, endorsed by NRA and by Susan B. Anthony and National Right to Life and actually just a number of others I'm so I'm so blessed to have. But I gotta tell you, we have got to keep making sure that Americans' voices are heard and I appreciate this administration for doing just that, looking at the American people, looking at how we can improve our livelihoods, our lives, and really acting on his campaign promises. So I really look forward to serving with, you know, Congressman Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, and others, and putting the American people first. 
Tell us about some of the towns in your district. What are they? Yeah, well, right now I'm in a little town called Hatch, and we're known here in Hatch for the green chili. So that's a national and international uh, trade, but our Hatch green chili, I know you've probably heard of it out on the East Coast and everywhere else, Florida and Washington and Virginia. Um, I live in a small town called Alamogordo, which is a it's a small town, used to be a, a train stop. It's about 30,000, but it's also home to Holland Air Force Base which has uh, used to have the stealth fighters there, and now we have the F-16s. And the, the district is very diverse, and the people are as well, because in the district we have oil and gas, we have ag industries, we have small business, we have the Department of Defense. You know, we just, we just have so much uh, going on here and so much diversity. It's, it's really a unique and beautiful district, that's for sure, but it's very rural. Um, we only have one larger community with a, with a university. It's about 60 to 100,000, depending on when school is in session at Las Cruces. Um, but most in most of the communities that we serve in this district are smaller, you know, 30,000 and smaller, you know, 1,500, 2,000, that type of size. Now, if people want to help you, both in your district, grassroots, this is a very, very big weekend, as, as everybody knows, and on yeah. Monday and Election Tuesday, if people want to help provide you with donations, if people want to help grassroots activities throughout your towns in this uh, particular district. What is your website? Yes, it's Herald for Congress. So it's H-E-R-R-E-L-L and F-O-R Congress, heraldforcongress.com. And I tell you what, we know how exciting this is. We're all about holding on to our shared values in New Mexico. And I've just said to everybody, let's just pray about it. Pray about the country, pray about this race, and let's keep America moving forward for sure. Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L for Congress.com. It'll be up on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to hold this seat. And you're very solid. Jim Jordan told me all about you. And you've said it a couple of times now. You're a lady of faith, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. You bet. Mm-hmm. And, Tell me and, a little bit about, yeah. Hmm? I was going to say unashamedly pro-life. Uh, I have no problem telling people we need, in fact, on my flyer, it says, you know, my Christian values and my first one in the primary said, you know, pro-God, pro-life, pro-gun, pro-family, pro-business. Those are my principles, and I stand very strongly by, by those five principles always. Well, then, of course, the media will hate you because you must be pro-progressivism and secularism. Let me ask you this question. Tell me a little bit about your opponent. Yeah, so I'm, my opponent is just really plucked right out of the playbook for the Democratic Party, um, just, you know, painting herself as a moderate, but we couldn't be further apart in terms of uh, how we feel about Second Amendment. She's pro-choice, worked for Planned Parenthood. I'm pro-life, of course. Uh, she was a field representative for Senator Udall and, you know, absolutely is completely different than what they're trying to put her as. They're They're trying to paint her as more of a moderate and you know, the people are seeing right through it. I mean, just because you hold a gun in a TV commercial doesn't mean that you're going to stand up for someone's Second Amendment. And so I've been, you know, just hitting this trail telling people, don't get fooled by the by the rhetoric. Don't get fooled by the message that isn't true. And, and so I think it's not done her well to have put some of the ads up, but because everybody knows she's a water attorney, yet she uh, fought and sued the farmers here for some water rights. For some oh, wonderful. Suits. Another so, slip and fall lawyer. Let me, Yvette Harrell is her name, H-E-R-R-E-L, HarrellforCongress.com. She can use our help, America. She can use our support, our financial support. And we wish you all the best, my friend, on Election Day. God bless you. We'll be right back. 
But then, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I think there's a sleeper Senate race out there in Minnesota. I really do. I think there's a sleeper Senate race out there because there's a wonderful Republican candidate by the name of Karen Housley who's running. She's not getting enough national attention as far as I'm concerned. How are you, Ms. Housley? Uh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's very exciting to be on your show. Well, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Now, uh, people have come to me and said, you got to watch this race. This race is closer than people think. Uh, and uh, Karen Housley may have a really good shot at this. Tell us about it. It has, there, it has been in Democrat hands since Al Franken stole it from Norm Coleman back uh, 2002, and uh, uh, we are we are going to win it back. We were, nobody did think we had a chance back in January, but we've been working hard. Our message is resonating. My opponent, Tina Smith, a former Planned Parenthood executive, hasn't done any work, uh, and all of a sudden, this last four days, the Democrats realized that they must have they must have checked the polls, and we're within single digits, and they're throwing a bunch of money in here now to attack me. But I'm hoping it's too little, too late because. Uh, uh, we've been all over the state a few times, and Tina's been nowhere. So it's, it's, we really have. We've closed the gap, and uh, people are excited for, for Karen Housley to be a new voice in the United States Senate. Now, give us a little bit about your background. You're in the state Senate, correct? Yep, I'm in the state Senate. I've been a state senator for six years, and I've, I'm a small business owner. I have a real estate business. Married my high school sweetheart. We've been married 33 years and four kids and two grandkids. And who is your high school sweetheart? <laughs> uh, uh, Phil Housley. He went on to play 21 years in the NHL. I'm quite familiar with him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres right now. So uh, very proud of his career, and he's very proud of mine. And uh, and we've got some some great kids too. That actually, the kids have been coming to our debates. And uh, well, we've only had one debate that my opponent showed up for. She didn't show up for the first one. Our only statewide televised debate. She hasn't shown up for Minnesota ever since she's been in the Senate. But um, the kids are like, Mom, these Democrats come out in mobs. They're kind of nasty. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. But we got to stick to our guns and and keep our message clean and keep fighting for what we believe in. And your message, like what are your top three or four issues? Uh, Well, you know, here especially, uh, they're just so sick and tired of politicians not getting anything done. And they keep talking. and, And instead of getting things done, they're obstructing and they're resisting and and fighting and the extremism. And Tina Smith is as extreme as they come. She's still campaigning with Keith Ellison on the ground, uh, yet she yet she calls for seven FBI investigations of Justice Kavanaugh, and she's standing with Keith Ellison, even though there's substantiated allegations of, of domestic abuse. She's standing right there and campaigning with them. And then, and then uh, again, she's, uh, she wants socialized medicine, government-run health care. That's what she's running on. Uh, and uh, uh, and immigration. She said it last night in the debate. She wants to let the caravan in. She wants open borders, and uh, she wants Minnesota to be a sanctuary state. So, I mean, that's that's really extreme, even for Minnesota. And uh, so uh, she's Minnesota running on the uh, crazy ticket. She's running on the crazy ticket. Bernie Sanders has come to town for her a couple of times, and and she's arm in arm with with Keith Ellison at, at parades and and uh, functions throughout the state. Let me guess, most of the media back her for the Senate, correct? Yes, but you know what? Up on the Iron Range in Minnesota, which has voted Democrat for over 100 years, they even endorsed me. 
Uh, they are sick and tired of Democrats promising them to create jobs by getting the mines open in northern Minnesota. And uh, they've had it. They've had it. And they said, we're, we're now we are now endorsing Republicans and the whole Iron Range is voting Republican. That used to be Congressman Rick, Rick Nolan's seat. And he stepped down. He saw the writing on the wall up there. We've got a great candidate, Pete Stauber, and that district is is Pete Stauber should win it by double digits. So uh, Minnesota is turning red. We've, we've uh, turned our Minnesota House and Senate in, in 14 and 16, and the whole state is turning red. And, and Tina Smith chooses to, to continue to be a far left extreme uh, and socialist. So uh, it's a real race, and it's, it's two clear, clear choices that uh, people have for a choice on November 6th. Okay, so if Minnesotans want to get involved in the race, because, you know, it's this weekend's the big weekend, and Monday's big, and, of course, uh, Tuesday's uh, our fateful day, and if the nation wants to donate to you, where do they go? Ah, thank you so much, Mark. You can go to my website at HousleyForSenate.com, H-O-U-S-L-E-Y-F-O-R, Senate.com. And I do, we are still taking money. We've got a great ad with her missing at the podium uh, when the, the theme is Tina Tina Smith doesn't show up for Minnesotans, and we've got to we've got to hammer the heck out of that one because, like I said, they're throwing uh, seven figures, one point four million, at me right now. So I've got to I've got to fight back. So HousleyForSenate.com, it would be great. HousleyForSenate.com, folks. It'll be up on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, to make it nice and easy for you. As you know, we don't hear uh, get involved in uh, donating to parties. We support candidates, and I. I want to wish you all the best. It's a tough race, but you really, really are battling there, and uh, you really do have a shot. So, uh, Karen Housley, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Mark, for having me. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. God bless you. Great candidate. Great candidate. She's closing in. She's closing in. So who knows? It depends. It depends on all of us, doesn't it? All over the country. Depends on all of us in every part of the country. Now, here's the thing. On election night, Tuesday night, this will be election site central. Because, as you know, we're on live 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And results start coming in. Some polls close at 7, some at 7.30, 8, 8.30. And we have a pretty good handle on these things. We, uh, we saw what was taking place in 2016 with Donald Trump. And before I left, what did I say on the air, Mr. Producer? And remember, it wasn't even close to over. I said, I think he's going to win. I was watching Florida. And he had a slight lead even before it got into the panhandle. I said, well, I think he's going to win Florida. I was watching my, my home state of Pennsylvania. I could see the move there. We were looking at Ohio and North Carolina, and we said to each other, holy mackerel, he's not only in the running, he's got a slight lead, he's going to take this thing. And I said it on the air. And we're going to be watching specific House seats, Senate seats, and gubernatorial seats. So all over the country, I hope you'll be listening. And I want you to be prepared for something. If it looks like the Republicans are holding their own or doing better, you're going to see the media out there push very, very hard, particularly for California to come in with her seven or eight very, very close races in Republican districts. You're going to start seeing this. You're going to see them fight hard to knock off Dean Heller in Nevada. You're going to see a lot of this, these sort of shenanigans going on, as my mother-in-law would say, and I think that's right. So we're going to be very mindful of this. We're going to be monitoring everything here. 
So you want to stick with us on uh, Tuesday's show. And also, Monday's show is going to be very big, very special. We're going to have some special guests. Not because I like to have special guests, but because it's important. As well as our final analysis. But I just want to underscore, as I have during the entire program, this is your weekend. This is the make or break weekend right now. Getting your vote out, getting out your personal vote. What's the RNC doing? What's I could care less. It's what will each of us as individuals do with a stake in this great nation, with children and grandchildren. What are we going to do? It's a simple task. It's a simple task. Like Damien, Palmetto, Florida, the great WHNZ. Go right ahead, sir. Tell us what you've been doing. Hey, Mark. I've been listening to you for a while, but um, I tried out your method here uh, recently and talked to a gas station owner that I frequent every week, and I we have good conversations. He's on our side. But I said, are you going to vote? And I said, you got it. You're a small business owner. What's this Gillum guy going to do to your... He wants to do a state income tax. And then he went off. And he knows. He knows what's going to happen. I said, well, you got to vote. You got to go. You got to vote. And you and your brother who own the store, you got to vote. And he says, well, I'm going to. And I said, no, no, no. You've got to. And Mm -hmm. then he says, well, I'm going to take my wife and then my daughters. And I said, your brother, too. So that's like eight people. And you've been mentioning family and, and neighbors and friends. But people that we give our money to every week that dry cleaners, all these people, those are the people that we got to talk to. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Rich, we can hold off because we're not doing the other tonight. Let me take another call. Uh, let's see. Let us go to uh, Cheryl, Nashville, Tennessee, XM Satellite. Go right ahead. Hi there. How are you? Okay. Lower your radio. I just did, darling. All right. Okay, I just left Denver, Colorado. I'm in Russell, Kansas, and I'm on my way to Tennessee. I'm a lady truck driver. Yeah. I'm going home and going to go vote. I'm taking my roommate. I'm taking her mother and her sister to go uh, vote. Wow. You're terrific, Cheryl. I'm trying. I love you, and I love Hannity, and I'm so sorry about your loss. Well, thank you. But I want to thank you for what you're doing. It's a big deal. Oh, I know this. All right. All over the country, we can do this, and we can shock the world again. Where am I, Mr.? Oh, there I am. Listen to this. The IRS hired a small army of private collectors. If your heart just skipped a beat, well, chances are you owe the IRS, right? Because hearing the most powerful collection agency just got more powerful, that's scary. Now, if you owe the IRS, do what listeners Penny and Kenneth did and call Optima Tax Relief. They got the great experts there who know what they're doing. Now, they owed a lot of money and were living in fear of losing their savings, their retirement, their business, everything. So Optima stopped the aggressive collection actions and stopped the small army of tax collectors who are out to get them, obviously. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking Americans with families and homes and savings and paychecks that need protection. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, a special IRS program that could save you thousands and even tens of thousands if you qualify. That's just one way Optima has resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. Call Optima Tax Relief at 800 499 6300. 800 499 
800-499-6300. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, sleep can be a struggle. You might toss and turn or wake up overheated. Well, the folks at Casper look at what keeps us awake and dreamed up the luxurious new Casper Wave mattress. The Wave is different from the other premium mattresses. It is advanced ergonomic system actively aligns your body, giving you support where you need it and relief where you want it. The Wave has five layers of premium foam. A velvety soft top layer and pressure-relieving memory foam provide luxurious comfort and alignment for all body types. The ultra-breathable foams, along with the humidity-figuring wool-infused cover, regulate your temperature so you stay cool and stay asleep. Sleep is the ultimate luxury, and you shouldn't sell yourself short. Try the new Casper Wave in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Casper will even do the heavy lifting with free white glove delivery and setup included. Go to casper.com slash wave now and use code Mark to save $50 on select mattresses. That's casper.com slash wave, code Mark, terms and conditions apply. All right. I want you to listen to these folks that we're going to end the program with because you can and should be doing the same thing for your own family and for the country. Cindy, Jacksonville, Florida, the great WOKV. Go. Hello, Mark. How are you? Okay. Great. Well, I just wanted to share... By the way, that's said. a mistake. That's, that's a mistake. Uh, we're on the great W-B-O-B, W-Bob. Anyway, go ahead. You're right. It's my mistake. But anyway, we're from Jacksonville, and last week what we did is we went to 25 churches and distributed 5,000 voter guides. Then yesterday we drove five and a half hours to Panama City, and we've been here all day today for 10 hours today and 10 hours tomorrow getting the voter guides out to all the people of Panama City. That's very, very good. Very important because that is an area that needs to turn out big for DeSantis, as you know. And they're excited and they're turning out. All right, Cindy, keep it up. Thank you. Jorge, Munichi, New Jersey. Did I pronounce that correctly on WABC? You did, uh, Mr. Levine. Thank you very much. Thank you. I just wanted to comment because I think that the way in which the Democratic Party approaches or courts the minority vote is truly the definition of racism. They think of minorities in terms of groups. They, they think that they know how they generally think, and they try to uh, divide us and, and, and talk to us in general terms. However... Uh, one of the reasons why I think President Trump has been so effective is because he's talking to minorities, not as minorities, but as individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, considering the true principles of conservatism, uh, letting us know that, hey, listen, if you want something different, uh, come with us. Uh, we'll get the government out of your way and we'll let you become whatever you want to become. So you're, uh, you're, you're calling your family members all over the country and trying to make sure they get out and vote, correct? Absolutely. I've been in the military 34 years. Wow. in the military. My kids are voting Republican. My family is voting Republican. What's your ancestry? I'm originally from Colombia. Yeah. You're terrific. You've got quite a patriotic family, my friend, and I appreciate it very, very much. God bless you for your service and your service right now and your son's service. Thank you. 
Molly, Raleigh, North Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hello, Mark. Thank you so very much for the call. Um, you bet. I am 74. Today I finished my sixth day of working at early voting, passing out voter guides, trying to get them to uh, understand who is on their ballot and to vote correctly. My husband and I walked 33 streets and wow. passed out 160, about 160 voter guides. Plus, I stopped at six fire departments, passed them out there, took some to pass out quite a number at church and just wherever I could think of the dent- two dent- dentist office that I go to. And I will be working on, um, on election day and I did not pay attention to politics until we retired in 2010, late 2010. And since then, I've just been learned. I realized I never thought of myself as a conservative, but I totally am 100 percent. And I started paying attention, taking notes whenever I would listen to Fox and listen to uh, conservatives like you and Hannity and Rush. And so now I have an email list of about 575 people that I started back in 2011, and I emailed them, um, all the ones in North Carolina. Which well, Molly, I, I want to get a few yeah. others in here. Thank you so much. You really are a precinct captain. You're doing a great job, and thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Jim, Greenwood, New York, the great WABC. Go. Go ahead, Jim. Last chance, Jim. All right, Jim has 10 siblings. And he's been calling them all. And they're all going to vote. And some of them in the past haven't voted. Now, here's the deal. We're not going to play Ray Charles tonight because I want to talk to you. This is a big weekend. All you patriots out there, really? It doesn't even take that much time. Maybe an hour of your time. Hopefully more. Use your social media. Use your email list. Use your text list. Use your telephone. Make a list of people you should call who you expect to vote the right way. I've got millions of people listening to me right now. Can you imagine what we can do in this country? Our phone board is lighting up. Every time I move and have a discussion and move off the phone calls, it fills up. Be enthusiastic. Big vigorous. Tomorrow morning is a new day. Saturday and Sunday, those are our days. Let's own the pavements. Let's own the airwaves. Let's own the social media. Go get them, America. Go get them. All you Levinites. And I'll see you on Monday. We salute all you heroes. God bless you. And don't forget Sunday. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Take care. Take care.